Welcome to FisherCast, the Six Feet Under retrospective. I'm your funeral director, Robin, and I'm joined by my Six Feet Undertakers, Moira, and I'm Des. And we have here with us, not the guest that I announced last week, all you big Gabby fans that showed up for this one episode, I'm sorry, um, but she will be here next week, and today we have to deal with Tammy. What do you say, Tammy? Screw you, Robin. That's oh. what I say. <laughs> I think that's the best. So, what do you say so far? Good that job, is. Tammy. That was awesome, Tammy. <laughs> you know, Robin. I was gonna be all nice today. <laughs> Don't stay restrained. That's not good podcasting, right? I guess Feel not. Feel free to tell me to go fuck myself at any point. <laughs> So, Tammy, uh, previously of the Carney cast, now with uh, your your husband, Dan, watching movies. Yeah, watching movies that this last one I was really frightened of. So, <laughs> What was it? Uh, Project X, which yes. is with Matthew Broderick, and uh, he has all these apes. I don't – anyway, listen to the podcast, but yeah, I, I don't like monkeys or apes or whatever, and they freak me out when they start freaking out, and uh, yeah. Let's so. see. I'll watch that movie with Tammy and Dan. Searchable on iTunes now, right? Yes, it is. Yay! Yay! And there's a group on Facebook. <laughs> so it's kind of like an intro cast for movies. Yes. Yeah, because I will stop the movie about – Five minutes in, and because I haven't seen pretty much anything, so I'll stop the movie five minutes in and make my predictions for the entire movie. The first movie I was pretty dead on. The second movie, <laughs> nowhere near what the movie was about. <laughs> so. Yeah, you 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 watched the the first movie you watched was My Best Friend Is a Vampire, which is yep. really funny in contrast with the Final House episodes that I'm watching right now. I didn't see the finale. Don't spoil me. Okay. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> he's all like super serious and he looks like like a big dork in this movie is like a vampire or something i never actually yes. seen it <laughs> oh it's 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 something that movie yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> awesome yeah so yay <laughs> so uh uh check them out they're the newest edition i believe that uh, if not new edition then they're definitely menudo to um, <laughs> Uh, the IntroCast community and uh, definitely a really cool take thanks um, so uh, uh, Moira, uh, Des how has uh, your, your week been? busy, good, good. typical alright boring <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Des? it was lovely okay um, that's good. And my week was lovely. And, uh, let's get on, um, to the Darwin Awards in which, uh, we honor idiots that kill themselves before they reproduce. The story this week is tree versus man. And, uh, this took place in 2004 in Georgia. It looked at first like a bizarre truck accident. Smoke rose from the charred remains of a large tree that had toppled onto a smoldering pickup truck. The body of a man burned beyond recognition was found inside the truck. Investigators were puzzled. How could the truck have collided with a tree behind a house? And why did the tree fall onto the truck instead of away from it? And what had started the fire? As the pieces of the puzzle fell into place, it became clear that the dead man was the victim of his own deed. Reggie, 47, had offered to remove a tree behind his girlfriend's house. He borrowed his father's pickup truck, 
apparently in the belief that he could yank out the bottom of the tree, which would then cartoon-like fall away from the truck. He tied the truck to the tree and floored the accelerator. The uprooted tree pulled in the direction of the force, smashed down onto the truck, crushing the cab and tracking, trapping Reggie. The still-running engine eventually overheated, starting a grass fire, which ignited the truck's gas tank, turning it into a fireball that spread to the tree. Thankfully for Reggie, police determined that he was probably dead before the truck caught fire. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That's horrible. That's why they have professionals to do that kind of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like, uh, I'll just impress my girlfriend and get my puppy's uh, pickup truck. I I bet she's real impressed now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, there's this big bunch of burnt timber and truck in my backyard now. (laughs) All right, so uh, let's take a quick break before we get into the show and hear from our friends uh, at uh, What's On with Stefan Des. You know how many friends of mine? Jerks. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough time to follow your favorite shows? Too busy to figure out what's worth watching? Well, let these ladies do the watching for you. My name is Steph. And my name is Des. If it's on, they watch it. Saturday Night Live, Being Human, Lost Girl, Dexter, Eureka, The Walking Dead, Grey's Anatomy, Parks and Rec, Survivor, Modern Family, Merlin, Friday Night Live. They'll parse the good. But, but I loved it. it was, I enjoyed it. It was great. <laughs> I was like, whoa, you know? <clears throat> I was not expecting that at all. So I, I, I like that. The bad. I just was not interested in any of this. So long and not good, and it was like, oh, come on. And the downright awful. I groaned. I was like, oh, I can't stand her face. That was terrible. That was absolutely terrible. So tune in weekly to What's On with Steph and Des for all your television needs. Available on iTunes or directly at whatsonwithstephandes.blogspot.com. Just kidding. I love Steph. Does is a bitch, but that stuff's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back, and um, we're here to talk open casket viewing. And Moira, what's this episode all about? Well, season four, episode eight, coming and going. Okay, and before I read this, I have to say they use just lovely euphemistic code through this entire episode description. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Nate and Brenda take Maya on a train ride and wind up at an all-too-familiar destination. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa and then Helica pay a visit to Sophia. Okay. Rico starts sleeping on the job. <laughs> Keith works overtime for his employer. <laughs> and David bumps into an old friend. Do they call it bumping into now? They're <laughs> doing a little bumping guy. <laughs> Claire and Edie have a hard time connecting. (laughs) (laughs) And George's yard work proves to be the last straw for Ruth. Written by Nancy Oliver and directed by Daniel Adius. (laughs) They were doing bump and grind the corn. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody Um, had a sense of humor who wrote that episode. (laughs) Pracy. Honestly, that rivals some of those uh, Netflix Twin Peaks descriptions for real. Yeah. It's, that's just—I don't know if it's brilliant or bad. You know. I know. <laughs> All right. So uh, for this episode, uh, we start off with Claire and Edie, and we ask ourselves, 
Are they gonna die? die? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I knew they wouldn't. <laughs> this is actually the the one of the only uh, six feet unders that open up before a death of just like regular characters or whatever. We had one before, didn't we? I think so, but when it was called upon me to remember something from previous, I failed. So it's it's on you guys. You mean if somebody were to do a trivia pursuit game on Six Feet Under, you might not do well, Robin? No, I have a bunch of notes <laughs> in front of me now. I sound really smart. <laughs> as long as we're talking about this episode, Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> All right, who's Edie again? <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's a little bit of uh, after sex or after... Bumping and grinding. (laughs) Um, Bumping and grinding the corn. (laughs) Something happened, but not enough for Claire, so. That's right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Claire just, she she obviously is doing it wrong. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, I'm not into Edie, but I would be. She's hot. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what is wrong with Claire. I think she just can't get out of her own head. Yeah, maybe that's Maybe that's why she's never had an orgasm. I don't know. I she's like definitely she, doing it wrong. Yeah, she like overthinks it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Sounds like a Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure the other ones don't have the problem getting off that she does, though. No kidding. Well, We've yeah. heard it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Need> it. <laughs> All right, we're in the uh, Fisher kitchen, and Ruth wants to bring the agnostic George to church. And uh, he wants to catch up with his quote-unquote work. Um, David comes in all sorts of jittery. And since he's not busy, uh, Ruth asks him to go to church with her. And as they pull out of the driveway, 80-year-old James Dubois Marshall pulls up in his classic Lincoln Continental, puts an envelope okay. on his dash, and dies. What he has hell? superpowers. Yeah. He can will himself to die. <laughs> that maybe he was a robot and he was just powering down. <laughs> just decides to die and then does. That's, That's unbelievable. That I is know, completely. It's either unbelievable or it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we were we were watching it this morning and Dan's like, did he have a self-destruct mode? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And I knew right away he had to know Nate Sr. I'm like, look at that car. Nate Sr. must have something to do with it. <laughs> um, so uh, so no medical moment, Moira? We, we, you don't have any statistics on dying and <laughs> blowing yourself to death? To die? On powering down? No, sorry. I don't have those at the ready. <laughs> there's no like, there's no like people that at death's door, they like, they're just holding on for one more moment to put on a suit. Take a take a drive across town. <laughs> Capable of driving down the road yeah. quite competently, parking accurately, yeah. placing an envelope on the dash, and then poof. <laughs> no, I'm not aware of a condition that would lend itself to that sort of ability. <laughs> I've heard of people holding on to like a loved one gets there or something, yeah. but they're usually not, you know, able to drive a car. Right, exactly. I, yes, I can believe them hanging in there to the last moment, but they're on their deathbed. <laughs> they're not behind the wheel. <laughs> wow. It's lovely. The land of fisher fisherdom is magical. Yeah. Um, Rico uh, wakes up at Sophia's. And- yeah. She Gross. tells him he needs to go home and because uh, the wife might catch him or whatever. And uh, he tells her how she kicked him out. And he asks if he can stay, but she makes up all, all sorts of excuses. She's such a bitch. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
I was not shocked by that at all. No. I'm like, yes, she doesn't want you there. Give me a break. She just wants you to pay for everything. Right. She's, he's so stupid. Yes, he is. Um, at church, Father Jack preaches about forgiveness when all of a sudden Jake shows up and pistol whips him. Uh, oh, David tackles him, puts a gun in his mouth, and executes him in front of the entire congregation. And then he kind of wakes up from his daydream next to his mother. Oh. So you guys were surprised to see Jake? (laughs) No. No? No, yeah, no, it didn't surprise me. It just, uh, uh, I just thought, okay, David, you have so much to work out. Mm. So (laughs) get working on it. I saw how many episodes he was going to be in on IMDb on accident. Is that in quotes? (laughs) On accident... No, it was. I didn't mean to. I was looking. <laughs> I was looking at his page, and then it said, "You know, Fisher, uh, Six Feet Under." It said so many episodes. I was like, "Shit." <laughs> <laughs> well, you could be haunting David for a while, huh? Ooh, creepy. <laughs> well, I knew it was more than one. Let's just say that. Yeah. And now we've had two. All right. So, uh, happy-go-lucky Nate is coming back from a run. And he's admiring the sweet car in the driveway and then tries to talk to the dead guy behind the wheel. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I, I imagine it must be um, kind of a hassle when somebody dies in your, you know, in your driveway like that. Right. I would think there would be questions from the police and, you know, just kind of a hassle to jump through. Yeah, if you notice later, he mentions uh, the bodies at the coroners, but it'll be back soon. Yeah, that's... Exactly what would have to happen. You have to call the coroner. What a pain. <laughs> yeah. From his reaction, it was like, I got the feeling that this has happened before. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Like, you guys think this is so unbelievable. This seems to happen a lot, I think. <laughs> Maybe it's a Nate Senior special. <laughs> people, people probably think it's more convenient for them if they come and die in the driveway. They just don't know how much crap, you know, they have to go through yeah. when that happens. <laughs> I, th- I can see them sitting down with the pre-knee to be like, okay, your paperwork's all filled out. Now, if you really want to make sure that you get our service, I'm going to give you the cyanide pill. And <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you take it, just take it in our driveway. It's fine. You'll just, we'll make sure that, you know, you're taken care of. In the next scene, Joey is – Joy. Sorry. In the next scene, Joe is playing his annoying horn and uh, – Brenda wants them to get away because it seems that the talk the the talk is clicking, the clock is ticking, and <laughs> well, well, you find out that later. But you know, she's really wants to get out and go on a vacation with just him and them. And um, he says uh, he's going to be too busy scoring the new Jet Li movie, but maybe after. Question. Hmm. Uh, was it just last episode? It's been a couple weeks, so I don't really remember. But was it just last episode that they had the whole fight about she told him about Nate and everything? Yeah. She didn't but tell she didn't him it was, say Nate. It was Nate. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. She didn't say his name. But I couldn't remember if that was just last episode or an episode before because um, I thought, like, they fought and he just kind of left. And no, so I, I guess he's, he's back. I think he's sticking around. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, well, they gave us the impression he was saying, I'm done. So I actually, I was a little surprised that they were still together. Yeah. I'm not but... completely surprised, but... It is Brenda. Yes, yeah. it is Brenda. Oh, oh, 
Uh, funny thing about Brenda, um, there were some <laughs> comments earlier this season about her boobs. <laughs> I've been saying that for a long time. <laughs> well, apparently at the beginning of the season, um, they had to deal with a lot of um, Rachel Griffiths uh, having to go off set quick to uh, breastfeed her new baby. So. <sighs> She might have had like a you know a like an incident yeah. with a nursing bra or something <laughs> that made her well boobs one look full kinda... breast and one half empty one might might explain some of the lopsided breasts <laughs> that we've been hearing about. Yeah. Else. I was gonna say <laughs> she keeps breastfeeding on one side and they get all <laughs> lopsided. You know she's looking pretty lean and mean for a chicky poo that's breastfeeding. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. She must mm-hmm. have dropped her baby weight pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Good for her. She probably has a personal trainer and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, probably. <laughs> um we have George and Anita debating about how futile the study of fossils are. Des, I kinda thought of you as Anita during this. <laughs> um, I'm I'm into fossils and stuff like that. However, oh, okay. you know, I don't consider they were talking about history and I was thinking, okay, history is, you know, to me, fossils, yeah, they're, they're history, but they, to me, they're a totally different, you know, s- subject. They're like, uh, more of a, like biology and, and, you know, history, I'm thinking, you know, studying wars and leaders and crap mm-hmm. like that. So I, but I, yeah, I think, um, studying fossils, I mean, that's not going to help you. Like he was talking about how, you know, was he? Maybe I wasn't paying attention, but he was saying something about, you know, studying history is important to know, you yeah. know, where you've been and everything. But I don't think fossils are going to help, you know, guide your future like history is. Any points of contention to that? <laughs> All right, fuck fossils. All right, we'll move it on. <laughs> Like I said, I like I like fossils though. I like that kind of stuff. I used to want to be a paleontologist when I was younger. If it wasn't for a uh, fossilized, what was it like a nectar hive or something like that, they wouldn't have made dinosaurs on the, the that island. In the exactly. Jurassic Park, anyway. That's Amber, you're thinking of Amber. Amber, um, I think of her often. I huh. think interesting watching George interact with this young woman because yeah. he's clearly delighted yeah. by it. Yes. Yeah. And um, I think, you know, maybe there's a bit of a hound dog in George. Yes. <laughs> That's all. I, I am thinking that he's going to get caught hitting on Anita. <laughs> we were worried about Anita and Nate. And now we're really worried about Anita and George. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. He is. He's, he seems like the type. Anita reminds me of Faith. <laughs> She's totally awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Anita. I mean, Anita's just you know she she's just herself. You know, yeah. exactly. I think she's fun in this one. It's fun watching her. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fun watching somebody call George out. Actually, I think that <laughs> was fun for me. Yeah, somebody say it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I didn't think it was. I mean, I understand he's got a history, you know, and we don't know a lot about it. But I, I think. Um, you know, as he was talking later about his students or whatever, I think he likes the whole, um, you know, relationship with like young girls and more like a fatherly thing than a, uh, you know, like, uh, oh, I'm going to do her. Right. <laughs> See, I thought it was more like he likes the attention of the young girls, whether he acts on it or not, but he likes yeah, that they, might be a little bit of that, you know, yeah. yeah, you know, kind of a, you know, makes him feel young, maybe. Mm hmm. 
know? And he, I mean, he says in a later scene how he, like, recognizes that they're just looking for a father figure kind of thing. And, you know. Right. Yeah, plus, you know, he probably just likes the intellectual argument just for the sake of intellectual argument, right? And he doesn't really get much of that with Ruth, so. That's exactly what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. I I felt bad for Ruth because, you know, she's not that type of person. George, I think, really enjoys thinking that he's smarter than other people too so yes <laughs> oh yeah yeah obnoxiously so yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so other than that uh yeah ruth is kind of frowning at anita's morning attire <laughs> you know she's all sitting up on her <laughs> stove and everything like was she wearing a a slip a slip that... yeah. yeah oh yeah. god yeah <laughs> i just think ruth is so funny i think you forgot part of your outfit <laughs> <laughs> That whole scene was enjoyable to me. It's yeah. Just, yeah, Anita, she she does um, interject just this little sort of funky element of irritation that's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's just, like, so different than the Fishers. And to, yes. like, see her kind of living in that environment. It's just fun. Yeah, that's like some kind of experiment. <laughs> <laughs> she's like a thistle. <laughs> um Claire and Edie come in and take Anita away. Uh, Anita calls them Gertrude and Alice, <laughs> which uh, do you guys know who Gertrude and Alice are? Is it Gertrude Stein, maybe? That's yeah. what I was thinking. <laughs> Gertrude Stein and Alice Toklas, a uh, famous lesbian slash feminist couple and artistic collaborators. And the funny <laughs> thing about this, I, I was reading about this and, you know, how it had to do with uh, uh, Six Feet Under, said that uh, none of the Fisher family members sitting around seemed to catch the clue. Uh, maybe they don't know about it. Maybe, maybe the maybe George would know. I don't. I don't know. But <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, hi, lesbians, <laughs> artistic <laughs> lesbians. You know, I knew who Gertrude Stein was, but and I, you know, I knew she was a feminist, and, and yeah. uh, I thought I wasn't sure about her being a lesbian. I had no idea who Alice was. So see, yeah. you know, I wouldn't have even. Well, I probably would have inferred <laughs> that that's what they're talking about. Just knowing mm-hmm. she was like, Gertrude, you know, right. I mean, it's like being in the first season and having David walk in and Nate saying, Hey, RuPaul, what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Um, So, yeah, Nate is intrigued by how Mr. Marshall drove himself to his own funeral. And uh, Rico is suspecting foul play. And then we have this little thing with David calling Keith and forgetting that they talked earlier or maybe not forgetting. And then he shuffles around and pretends to be in a huge rush. And he says he's fine to Keith as he's hanging up. And Rico and Nate agree that he's anything but. He's so not fine. But do no. either of them do anything about it? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Moving I on. Thought, yeah, I thought at that point I was like, is David on drugs? Like, <laughs> he, yeah. he was so frantic and just so out of it. And I, I know he's got all the anxiety going on, but it's like maybe he's trying to take something for that anxiety. And yeah. it's really not working it's not a bad thought maybe it's making him have amnesia doesn't that ambient stuff do that <laughs> it, it well, i don't know we don't have that up here i don't know <laughs> uh do, do you believe that uh david honestly doesn't remember calling keith or because you know he's looking for some sort of connection there in this episode um you would you would think he'd remember because it seems so important to him that you know, somebody's there for him yeah. and um, him forgetting. I mean, I can understand him forgetting the conversation, the state of mind he's in, but 
like I said, it would seem like that would be something that he'd remember because it's so important at the moment. It's funny. I took it as being legit that he'd forgot because he's actually that anxious and distracted. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, which is possible. He's mm-hmm. he's a little wacky right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the next scene, the art kids are hanging out. We get a quick thing about them talking about whatever their big art project's going to be. <laughs> They're so idiotic. I mean, <laughs> Machetes, come on. It's sounding more and more like a terrorist plot than an yes. art project. <laughs> yeah, I really think that um, they're going to be able to go to the mall and have machetes and no one's going to... Say a word, except for... Oh, great art! Yeah, no one will notice. Great art, guys! That's hilarious with your deadly weapons in a public place. Yes! God. Artist. Artist. (laughs) Um, And we we hear a little bit about the fate of Russell uh, in this scene, where Anita says that he's not here because uh, she fucked him into unconsciousness, so... Wow. (laughs) And then she makes... That's who Claire needs to be sleeping with. <laughs> That's what I thought. Here's one in, in which she reminds me of Faith. Because Faith could do that. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yes, she can. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah. Anita calls the girls out and basically sharing a brain. We get a little bit more of that. And then we're at the Diaz's house, or at least Vanessa's house now. Uh, uh, Rico is packing a bag, and Vanessa won't let them let him see their boys. And uh, Rico says he never even slept with this uh, woman, this hoochie mama. He's so freaking stupid. He is so stupid. <laughs> yes, he oh, is. Oh, my God. And I then they start her. blaming her. Oh, I was like, I, I was just like, oh, throw him through a wall, Vanessa. Just throw him through a freaking wall. I was so angry at him. This May I quote? Episode you that coward, I you bastard, you son of a bitch, you make me sick. You go, Vanessa. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is the first episode that I really liked her. I mean, yeah. awesome. but you know what else? She looked amazing. Yes, like, yeah, she, she does. Beautiful when she was so pissed and angry. Yes. With him. I thought, I, where's that wild woman been? I like her. I noticed when um, her and Sophia were in the same scene. I was like, why is he with Sophia? She's so unattractive when Vanessa is so much prettier. Yes. Yeah. Um. In the next scene, uh, Mr. Marshall's daughter, Josette, is there with her mother. Josette talks about how her father always planned to go to the funeral home when it was his time. And uh, he was the best father and a wonderful husband. Nate is all amazed and Rico is so, so sorry. (laughs) Too late now, Rico. Nate's like, I'm sorry too. (laughs) Yeah, that was like the best intake ever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and uh, actually, I don't know, I don't know if Des or Tammy have seen this, but, um, Moira, did you recognize Josette? Uh, no, I don't even know who Josette is. Who's Josette? Josette was the daughter. No, I didn't really pay much attention, to be honest. Okay. She's from The Wire. Yeah! Who was she? I don't know, because I haven't seen it, and Moira has. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) From The Wire. I was, honestly, I was barely looking at them, to be honest. Well, uh, she's played by Michael, Michael, it's Michael Hyatt. I don't know. Maybe it's pronounced Michelle or something like that. She played Brianna Barksdale, uh, Avon Barksdale's sister and D'Angelo's mother. So, oh, see. Yeah. Meh. Um, so she was kind of like a baddie on that <laughs> show, but yeah. Great show, by the way. Great show. I was like, where the hell do I know her from? I, and I looked at IMDb. I'm like, oh yeah. I'm going to have to go back and look at her face again. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, Ruth catches George, quote-unquote, contemplating, and she mocks his kind of busy and implies that he liked chatting with Anita because she was scantily dressed. George laughs it off and says he's going to go do some work or whatever. Again, he says, wait till you see what they wear in the summer quarter. (laughs) Great way to reassure Ruth, George. (laughs) Um, Dumbass. At this uh, party for Celeste, with Celeste, uh, drunken Javier wants Keith to look at his dick. (laughs) He's so obnoxious. (laughs) Yeah. Played by, of course, Bobby Carnival. um, Of, I can't repeat that joke twice, can I? Even if there was a Carnicaster (laughs) on this show, but all right. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I I thought it was funny, actually. I, I really did. Like. I don't know. It's just, just amusing looking at him drunk and hitting on Keith. We were worried that Keith was going to hit on him. Looks like we didn't have to worry. <laughs> I, I still think nothing good is going to come from this. It's going to be really bad if it, you know, if if Keith like relents, it's going to be really bad. I don't think he will though. I don't. I really don't think Keith is all that interested in him. Good. Yeah. Well, at the end of the episode, isn't he leaving the tour anyway? So. And this guy's, yeah. I'm sure, going to continue on at least for the next couple, whatever, Month states that they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, phew. Um, in the next scene, uh, we see a little sad scene of Rico going to sleep on one of the gurneys. <laughs> that is sad. <laughs> I just thought, you know what my note said? It goes, Rico is sleeping in the morgue. Nighty night, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm awful. I just don't have any sympathy for him at all. I don't understand. I don't it's, either. it's not his Stupid. fault. Obviously. Uh, it's not it's my fault. Vanessa's obviously fault. not. <laughs> Vanessa's fault. Vanessa was depressed and he went to this girl and then he, then her second offense was throwing him out onto the street so he had yep. to sleep with Sophia. So. He just had no well, choice in the matter. Yeah. Surely you can understand yeah. that. Vanessa just brought it on herself. She clearly did. <laughs> What a dummy. That Vanessa. <laughs> oh, Rico. Will you have fun sleeping with the stiffs when the morgue is full? <laughs> um, what, because he's not getting laid? <laughs> no, I didn't mean it that oh, way. Okay. <laughs> he wants to sleep next to dead bodies. Ew. Ew. Um, so, yeah, Brenda calls Nate, said that she's told Joe that she was cheating, didn't mention any names, and she wants him to come see her house. And, uh, Nate says he's going to travel town with, uh, Miss Pumpkin. And, uh, Brenda says she wants to go. She, she just has no willpower at all. (laughs) Nate almost does. Mm Mm-hmm. In the next scene, George looks at a scraggly old tree and starts trimming. <laughs> oh my God. Why? Why? Because he's Why? doing yard work. There was nothing wrong with that tree. No, I actually wrote down poor tree. I just knew he was going to hack it to death. Yes, yeah. I did too. Yeah, I'm like, stop, stop. I mean, like, you know, there's a point you can prune back a tree, but God, he just like cut the hell out of it. <laughs> and he right didn't like leave of, anything. Yeah, and right in the middle of it, it made no sense whatsoever. Yeah, he's an idiot. I think he was doing it. I think he was doing it because he's an asshole to get back at Ruth. Hmm. Well, he, uh, we can talk about it afterwards. Um. So in the next scene, Vanessa is seeing all the strange charges Rico's built up over the past, you know, several months or whatever. So she calls Satan and uh, tells her to come over. <laughs> 
Satan with your bat wings. <laughs> she says she's done crying. Uh-oh. I was so excited when that happened. I'm like, yes, TV Me revenge too. is the best revenge. Yeah. I was like, kick her ass. Yeah. <laughs> Nate and Maya climb aboard the train to Las Vegas with, with Brenda. <laughs> and as they coast by happily, they look like quite the family, I thought. Okay, so I'm going to say something that, um, well, Des will like me, but you guys won't. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Maya's that cute either. Yay! Tammy, <laughs> you're now my favorite. Okay, yes. so it, I, I, I think Des has like, I mean, Des, you really just dislike her. but And I don't think that, I mean, her little laugh was so cute. and But that haircut, seriously. Like, Is it I, not the worst? What, like a Brett? in her hair like to hold it back or a little headband or a bow or something like do something why are you leaving it like a mullet what is wrong do you understand she's being taken care of by a guy who's never been a dad before probably has no idea about child hair there's no reason to hate maya he had a baby he's got a mother who he lives with that what they can't help out he can't ask their opinion he hasn't ever seen another child before ever i mean come on plus when you're a parent you learn how to do things that's part of being a parent is learning what to do with your child when you've never had one before you know my brother had a baby for the first time ever he didn't know nothing about girl hair but you know, he managed to figure out how to fix his daughter's hair, even yeah. when, you know, his wife wasn't around. So it, it's, you know, it's give me serious. I mean, like some of these bows, you don't even have, it, their hair is so fine. Like you don't have to brush their hair. You just stick something on their head. I mean, it's not a lot of work <laughs> or get her little hair trimmed up or something. But her get little her laugh. Trimmed up. So that would, that cute. would be, that would work for me. Her little, yeah. her when she laughed when they they like honked the little train horn and she just like squealed. I was like, oh, that's yeah. Her little know. giggle is so cute, but yeah, yeah the hair is not. <laughs> you know, it's funny. When my daughter was little, she would not let you put a bow in her hair or anything. She pulled everything out. There like, you go. Nothing oh, yeah. stayed in her hair. It was not going to happen. Which is why I cut her hair off when she was little. <laughs> yeah, because because it tangled so much that it hurt her to brush it, and she wouldn't let me ponytail it. You know what I mean? So it was like, yeah. you know what? We're cutting it off. <laughs> Skyla yeah, we let me do anything to her hair. It, she loved it. She wore hats. She wore, you know, <laughs> bows and ponytails. And she used to, we used to put a ponytail on the top of her head, and it was just adorable. She just loved it. I'm just uh, saying, Joe, Joe. We had to distract her. As long as we distracted her and she didn't realize we were brushing her hair, <laughs> she was fine. <laughs> I'm just wow. saying, the child's hair is no reason to hate the child. <laughs> I don't hate. The, I don't hate Maya. Okay. I don't hate her. I'm just hate- saying she is just not as cute as you make it seem, Robin. <laughs> I'm sorry. Every time I look at her, it makes me so sad because she's such an unattractive <laughs> child. I feel so sorry for her parents, although they don't know how ugly their child is no. because they're her parents and they think she's pretty, but they're wrong and it's sad. <laughs> ugly oh, children dear. make me sad. <laughs> you know, um. she's probably like 12 to 13 year old, years old now and she probably thought to herself hey I remember the show I was on maybe, you know I maybe I'll download this podcast on, on the iPod that my parents gave me or you know either one of the twins actually I should say there's yeah. two of them and now look, yeah. do you Maya, think that- if you're out there call me and just you know I'll reassure you that 
You're not ugly. You're not <laughs> ugly. You okay. are a pr- you were a pretty baby, a cute uh, toddler. Robin, you're like Robin. my mother. My mother thinks all babies are cute, <laughs> and I, I just have to go. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I Robin. Do you think it in any way upsets me that she might listen to this podcast and hear me call her an ugly baby? It's upsetting me. Baby. I don't care about you. You're mean. I am mean. You know, I'm honest. <laughs> That's I am. I'm honest. Also, Robin, I would really, really like it if you would see if you can find a picture of the twins older and post it in the group because I'm just going to go cool. looking for them because I don't want to get spoiled on anything. That would be cool. Yeah. Yes. I want to yeah. see if they're still ugly or if they've grown into <laughs> rat faces. I'll see if I can find something, but as far as I think their IMDb page is, I think this is their their, their only project. So they uh, probably retreated back to, you know, civilian okay. life. That's because <laughs> they were going to say so the wood. Ugly. I thought Des was going to say back to under their rock. <laughs> yes, yes. They, Poor little twins. Rat face rock. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Right. I could talk about this all day, Robin. Are you sure you don't want to talk about some more? Maybe you should start another podcast called Ugly Baby Podcast and just point out yeah. all the ugly children that are defenseless. And, I, you know, I have to defend them all. I'm sure okay. she's a sweet little baby. I'm not, you know. Then she, I'm going to, I'll stop, I'll stop making fun of Maya. I'll make fun of her parents for letting her be like that, okay? It's her parents. <laughs> she's an ugly baby. How about that? They're not defenseless. Yeah, but you're saying. All right, moving on. <laughs> okay, so our listeners are probably about to tune out. Uh, so, anyway, they're on the train ride. Things look happy. Des is unimpressed. Okay, so I'm totally impressed. <laughs> Claire you is. Just leave that part in and take all the rest out. <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would be perfect. That'd be short and sweet, if you need to. You better not cut out the part. Tammy said that, that she's not an attractive child. I think that's the. I think that's. If you cut that out, I'll be so mad. I'll, I think that's when we started going downhill. I'm just going to keep things smooth and oh make sure that everybody listening does not hear that 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 hate speech. Don't you censor me? <laughs> All right. So I have rights. And Claire arranges her apartment for Edie. Uh, oh Ruth comes in and tells Claire that Anita should be giving them money if she's going to prance around and skip you close. Yeah. She she is so getting that apartment ready for a date with a girl. Mm. <laughs> with the vagina music and the candle. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> um. And if you thought uh, David was breaking down, no, Celeste shows him exactly what psychotic is when she's like screaming on the phone and then flips out. And then Keith calms her down by giving her a burger. <sighs> she Poor makes girl. love she's to that burger. <laughs> All right. That was the biggest burger ever. <laughs> so big. So I remember how I had the flashback, uh, you know, that David had at the end of That's My Dog completely laid out. I have an entire play-by-play of this next scene. <laughs> What's the next scene? You have to refresh my memory. Oh, yes. The best scene <laughs> ever. <laughs> it's great. So <laughs> Vanessa's waiting in the car with Angelica who's putting away her jewelry and putting Vaseline on her face to guard yes. against scratches. Thank awesome. God for earrings. What's that? Vaseline? Oh, my God. Yeah. A professional. Is that a okay. pre-fight thing? I didn't know that. I didn't either, but apparently, you know, when you get in a lot of fights, you know these kind of things. <laughs> 
Um, so Sophia pulls up, and they both get out of the car, and Helica pulls out a bat. Yeah. I have a question. Hmm. Uh, Vanessa, Puerto Rican? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, just just wondering. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll come into play later. There, nothing else? Okay. Um, Vanessa no. didn't even tell her to put that bat away. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> she didn't. I was like, she's the best sister ever. She's ready with the Vaseline, telling her to take off her jewelry, mm-hmm. get the bat ready. <laughs> so, um, faced with all this and a, and a handful of groceries, Sophia decides this is a good time to heckle Vanessa for not knowing how to dress or keep a man. And Does then, she not say she's Puerto Rican? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Uh, Are you saying Puerto yeah. Ricans don't know how to dress? No, I'm saying they like to fight. Over men. Okay. Because uh, oh, wow. the... I tricked that the other way. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying that's not, it's not somebody you want to like hassle too much because, you know, they will throw down. I've, in my experience, mm-hmm. <laughs> girls, they don't like the, you to talk shit to them and they will back it up. Mm-hmm. You know? What did she call her fat? I was like, I would have punched her too. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got <laughs> oh, the, sorry, I got the play by play right here. Sorry. Oh, We're crap. skipping ahead because we have to appreciate every single moment of this. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. So this is where I raise my hands and scream. Go Yes. So, here we go. There's pushing. There's hair pulling. Sophia punches Vanessa. Vanessa gets one hell of a right hook in. Angelica steps in but gets pushed aside like an annoying fly. Angelica calls attention to her fake boobies and Sophia says they're jealous. Uh, Angelica grabs her own breasts and plugs Des and Gabby's podcast. Sophia bobs her head to and fro, tells them that Rico paid for her boobies and calls Vanessa Gordita, which I always thought was a delightful Mexican dish, but according to the Urban Dictionary, it means she's a chubby girl. This strikes a nerve with Vanessa, who lunges at Sophia, tries to pull her back and put her giant hair in a headlock, but Sophia takes her to the ground, while Angelica screams to her to get off her sister. Sophia obliges with Angelica's help, and Vanessa tells her not to F with her husband or her kids. Sophia tells her she has a kid too and didn't mean to make didn't make Rico do anything. Then a neighbor comes out and says she's called 911 and ruins everything. Uh, and Sophia says he doesn't want you anymore. This really upsets Vanessa when Sophia goes inside. She grabs Angelica's bat and smashes the windshield, a headlight, busts in the passenger window. Angelica throws a brick through the driver's side and then they both get and scratch the crap out of this poor defenseless Pontiac. They both run out of steam and realize they need to pick the boys up from school. In other news, Nicole will be waiting at her babysitters for longer than she expected. Okay, I have, I have two things to say about this. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay, I was surprised that when she, when um, Sophia said that, you know, he doesn't want you anymore, Vanessa didn't say something about then how come he was at home begging to come back, you know? Um, but the, the whole thing about the... Um, the, the car thing, <laughs> you know, I know it's wrong. I know it's wrong. And you could go to jail for that. But damn, if that wasn't, you know, the what Vanessa, you know, just the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just, I know it feels good. It's like you just, think you had the last word? Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I, I totally think that girls are stupid when they fight with other girls over a guy because yes. she really needed to go be beating Rico's ass so that's what she needed to do uh instead of finding uh Sophia Infinity um (laughs) Sophia Infinity 
Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Isn't that her, her stage name? Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. But if you're going to have a girl fight, yes. you take it there. And she did. She was rolling on the floor. She, her sister was there with her. It was awesome. It was, it like, was such so a great girl fight. I loved Vanessa in this episode. Yeah. I real. wish she was a fisher. <laughs> I me too. <laughs> it's funny because like through this you're kind of rooting for Vanessa and stuff, but Sophia is tough. Like she well, Vanessa tried yeah. to wrestle her to the ground and she ended up on her back with Sophia on top of her. It was great. She, she's a stripper slash prostitute. Of course she's tough. Yeah, yeah. 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 You yeah. you think she survived in that lifestyle not being tough? I say I'm sure this is not her first girl fight. Yeah. <laughs> she's pretty well, street yeah. savvy, that one. Wow. Anything else on this incredible scene? <laughs> I mean, I think I found it on YouTube, so I'm going to post it in the group after the podcast goes out. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Oh, and it is, uh, I I was actually looking for something related to the fight online, and uh, I brought up an uh, Entertainment Weekly article about, like, the best scenes of Six Feet Under as the show was wrapping up, and this was one of them. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, was paintball one? I don't think so. There was it. It was a very oh. limited list. I don't. They had like one or two scenes from each season. So, oh, paintball ruled. Um. Yeah. So yeah, Ruth catches George cleaning up the skeletal remains of the tree, and we find wow. out that Nathaniel actually planted that one for Claire and George. And he has no remorse. He's such a dick. <laughs> yeah, he says it's yeah. diseased. Um, he doesn't know anything about disease. He didn't even know what kind of tree it is. So how is he supposed to know if it has a disease? Yeah. I wish that wasn't funny. a crane turtle. Yeah, he couldn't even identify the tree. And you'd think when he found out it had been planted for Claire, I agree, Des, that he would at least show a little bit of remorse. He yeah. just never wants to admit he does anything wrong. Yeah, he was too busy being defensive because you could yeah. tell, like, even by looking at him, he knew he was wrong. Mm-hmm. He knew it. He kind of his face kind of dropped when she started talking about it, but he had to come back because he can't be wrong. And so it, it, he just wanted to argue with her. And it was like, why can't you just stop and say you're sorry? Yeah. Such a dick. Ugh. Yeah, that's pretty much why. <laughs> that's why he can't do that. <laughs> can't stand him. I hope he dies soon. <laughs> but he, you know. Can he just drive around to the front of the Fisher house and expire? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That'd be great. That would be awesome. Go, he gets into uh, Nate Sr.'s cyanide stash and <laughs> <laughs> thinks it's like a vitamin or something. Like a dream uh, come true for us. <laughs> <laughs> and here's a big surprise. After all that awesomeness, we still get some more because David gets a call from Sarge. Yes. <laughs> Um, so yeah he found his number David's number and wasn't sure who it was so he called and David invites him over I feel like he still didn't remember who David was by the end of the conversation (laughs) but he was up for some sex huh yeah Yeah. and so was I yeah (laughs) um so, there was a lot of gay sex in this episode. It was awesome. I was thinking of you, Des, when I was watching it. I thought, oh, she is going to be so pleased with this episode. This is the most we've ever seen. Wow. There was a lot of me going, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, Edie is. But you know what? Wait, I mean, one little note beside the Sarge oh. thing. I just wrote down, uh, oh, I have a bad feeling about this. Nothing good is going to happen. Hmm. Yeah, and David told um, Keith that he didn't want to do, you know, the on-the-side stuff anymore. He didn't want 
Keith to do it either, and now he's doing it. But it's okay, because apparently neither one of them have stuck <laughs> their word. Uh, yeah, yeah, their defense to each other is like, yeah, it's Sarge. Yeah, it's Celeste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you, you know, Sarge is awesome, and you know Celeste is like, you know, a big uh, not so teenager teen pop star. So, oh my god, <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, Edie comes over. She's impressed by what Claire did to her place, and uh, Claire worries about whether everything will go all right. And we all think probably not now. <laughs> and then, and then she tur- said, "Turn off the vagina music." Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Uh, Sarge is very happy to have David all to himself. Uh, he lights up a joint as David hovers by the door and then he invites David to the couch and they start making out. Oh yeah. yeah. And then we go into the next scene where Edie and Claire are making out. Um, but Edie catches Claire oh, yeah. not being very into it. Um, they... <laughs> you know, the whole thing, this like Claire, it just, she hasn't been into it since the beginning. <laughs> I don't understand why she keeps trying clearly she's not into it why doesn't she just say you know i mean listen to yourself like you know i kind of think she explains it at the end of the episode we can get mm-hmm. that out. um no. so um uh yeah yeah Edie's a bit frustrated afterwards and claire asks Edie to take care of herself while she watches and then we have to go to the next scene <laughs> i know right I okay like, gonna learn something finally <sighs> yeah because you could tell like claire claire wasn't like you know excited by it she was like literally studying her like okay yes. where is she p- putting her hand how is she moving like what is she doing yes. Yes. and i was like well maybe she's trying to learn like okay this is what i gotta do i, I don't know <laughs> it makes me sad in the next scene sarge has no troubles receiving david's happy mouth time that yes <laughs> And David had no trouble. No, nope. <laughs> good. I was, I was happy. I was like, yes, that's one little step he's made. Yeah, he can at least give blowjobs now. Good for him. Yay! <laughs> 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 All right, so uh, Joe comes home. Sorry, it's just we sound like we're we're the school for sex therapy here. Uh, you know, between <laughs> between Claire and her anorgasmia. Well, having his problems. Well, in some in some uh, in some of these episodes, like this one, it, we might as well open up with we'll be reviewing November's issue of Penthouse Letters. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like with the at least us three girls have a lot more um, sexual knowledge than Claire has. So mm. yes. you know, there you go, and probably Ruth too, maybe <laughs> David. <laughs> He's a bit of a slut, but, you know. (laughs) And uh, Joe comes home to find Brenda sleeping, and she tells him about her day out with Nate and Maya. Things start getting a little intimate, but it turns out to be only in a huggy sort of way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We cut to David giving it to Sarge really hard in a kind of a teeth-clenching, veins-popping-out sort of way. It was great, except for the look on David's face. That was yes. like not attractive, not hot at all. Well, no, Sarge not at was all. loving it. My, yes, my, was. my note is David is getting out all his anger. Yeah, because <laughs> that's what it looked like. He just looked angry, and Sarge was enjoying it. Oh yeah, <laughs> just the funny the sounds of him like off camera going, "Oh yeah." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So uh, Sophia calls Rico uh, to tell him to keep his wife away from her. And she wants him to buy her a new car. Rico then puts his foot down, says it's over. And Sophia says, so what? I got two other guys who don't tell their wives. About time, Rico. Dumb, dumb. Dumb, dumb, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, she's been calling him that all season, but it's oh, like yeah, it's a, right. an extra, like, yeah, you really are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would not have hurt my feelings. Dumb, dumb, really? No. Seriously. No. There are so many better words you could call me. <laughs> I'm just glad she's done with him. I assume so. Um, so in the next scene, uh, the sexy times are not over yet tonight. Uh, Keith and Celeste <laughs> have a chat and then she asks him to stay and then pounces him, pulls her shirt off, confesses she's actually 21 and she <laughs> says she doesn't do anal. And then Keith says that makes one of us. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was funny. I love the fact that she's like really 21, but for yeah. She pretends she's 18. And I love the fact that Keith goes both ways. (laughs) Yeah. I remember the episode where he's talking to David about how many women he's fucked in his life, you know, just like, oh, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, oh, wow, he's still willing to give it a shot. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, the next scene is kind of uncomfortable. Uh, David, David pleads with Sarge to stay with him. And uh, he He is so not fine. (laughs) He gives David a joint, and David throws it him, throws it at him, and says, "What do I have to do to get someone to stay with me?" And he pushes Sarge, and Sarge tramples him onto the floor, pins him, and tells him pretty much he's like losing it. And well, the first thing you need to do, David, is uh, talk to somebody and tell them how fucked up you are, and then tell them to stay with you instead of just saying you're fine all the time. You know? Yeah, yeah but Sarge yeah, is not hearing all that. You know? That's- Pretty right. Well, advice, Sarge, Sarge was the wrong person to try and get to yeah. stay. He really needs to talk to Keith and you know tell him that he's not fine. Yeah, or... Sarge operates on a, a kind of a Neanderthal level. It's about <laughs> primal needs with Sarge. However, yeah. you're you know, not going to yeah. get a whole lot of other uh, empathy going on there, buddy. <laughs> as much as his like departure is kind of mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm done. All right, time to head up on the next thing. He still cares about David enough to be like, all right, you know, do you want to end up in a hospital tonight? Because, you know, that you you need to get some help. You need to calm down. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than yeah. just beating him to a pulp in his own house. <laughs> um, so in the next sad scene, uh, Ruth finds Rico in the embalming room in his boxers. Yeah. Cleaning up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she offers him Claire's old room, and he breaks down and says he cheated, which makes Ruth cuff him on the shoulder. <laughs> that was awesome. That was. She starts talking about how men always sniff around for something new, and Rico calls her out for having three boyfriends after her husband died and not including yeah. the hairdresser. I but loved has it. has it been a couple years? I mean, like, what's it been, like, three years or something since the show started? What was it, like, That's- six episodes before she was making out with Nikolai? Actually, even worse, like she went she out with having, Hiram already. Yeah, she was already having an affair with Hiram, yeah. so yeah. that yeah, <laughs> that's already there. But still, I mean, three boyfriends in like three years is not a lot. Well, think about how many girlfriends that Rico's had in that time. You know, it really He's doesn't compare. He hasn't been married. He's been married. It's different. <laughs> he he should. You know, it, he really would deserve it if he cheated on Vanessa like three or four times or something like that. 
I'm still just defending Rico to upset people. Yeah, you are. I'm. You're defending him for cheating on his wife <laughs> once. Damn, Robin. Obviously, I completely feel differently. Just in case um, nobody reads what I say correctly, these are jokes. Robin's not joking. He's serious. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, David calls Keith and tells him to come home, and he freaks out. And he says he's losing his mind. Where is everybody? And, Finally. Uh, <laughs> I think it's only Keith that's left. Everybody else is still pretty much in the same place. But whatever. Um, we're at Mr. Marshall's Wake, and oh, it's a happy day, except for Rico. Um, hey, that was a great funeral, man. They were, yeah, having, I loved I, it. they were having an awesome time. I enjoyed looking at that. That was the best funeral they've had on the show, in my opinion. That was like a Southern Baptist funeral right there. Yeah, huh. <laughs> Uh, did you guys see what I posted on Facebook and what I wanted to have happen to me after I died? (laughs) I put on, um, I, I put up a a thing I found on the internet. It's just like a little sign that says, you know, when I die, uh, I want to be put into Superman's costume and thrown out of a plane. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And I, and my, and I let, I told, I was like, Brie, take a note or something like that, or I want this in my will. Um, so, yeah, uh, Claire and Edie have the talk. Um, well, not that talk, but, um, she confesses, she's kind of figured out what it's all about, you know, the attraction is pretty much everything but sexual. She's just not into women. But after seeing, uh, Edie have the big O, she really wants one. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Better get I working on this. I hope before the show ends that Claire gets her orgasm. Mm. Me too. <laughs> Maybe do. she can take a class or something. Uh, you know, watch some porn or I don't know. There's got to be something. It's really I'm telling sad. You, I got I got books I could send her. <laughs> Claire, I could talk her through it. You know. I mean... <laughs> do you think Claire's big O is the season's big bad? <laughs> yes. Yes. <it> <laughs> She will fight it at the end of the season, <laughs> and one of them will win. Yes. I'm hoping it's the Big O. I hope, yes. I hope the Big O conquers Claire. Yes. <laughs> Usually to defuse that bomb, you need to find the red button. Uh, moving on. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> After that horrible joke, Nate and Brenda play with Maya on the bed. It's nap time, but uh, Brenda says stay. She could sleep on our bed, and... We go out in the living room and, uh, you know, pretty much betray my boyfriend slash fiance. So, uh, yeah, Ruth uh, starts throwing pots around when George goes to leave. And she says marriage is not a gas station. You can't just check in and check out. You're always coming and going. Episode (laughs) two. And uh, George asks why he has to be the center of a universe. And she says, you're not like Nathaniel. We are worse he says he, <laughs> says that he's smothered, she's smothering him and uh he's she says uh you haven't changed since we met and he says don't say i didn't warn you and she's like i'm your seventh wife how much warning do you think i need so, seriously yeah. finally so, waking up there ruth good, huh bit of dialogue there and in uh ruth's last scene i will mention this little bit of trivia francis conroy received an emmy nomination for this episode and uh, she lost to Patricia Arquette for her role in Medium. Oh, seriously? I really? want to bash my head against the wall when I read that. 
However, Bobby Carnival um, won. Nobody's correcting me anymore. It's funny. I think it's Carnival Carnivali. I know. <laughs> he actually won <laughs> that same year for being a guest actor in Will and Grace. Will and Grace. Yeah. Yeah. He was he Will's was boyfriend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was. Yeah. yeah. He was definitely gay there. Not yep. fake gay <laughs> like he is on this show. You know, he was like chasing Will around, going, "You haven't seen. You have got to take a look at it. You know, take a look." <laughs> Maybe not. Um, <laughs> David uh, tells Claire about the whole Sarge incident, and Claire opens up on uh, David a little bit too explicitly about explicitly <laughs> about uh, what didn't go right with uh, Edie, and David is disgusted. Uh, <laughs> it is a sister. Yeah, um, Claire says. It's easier being gay, no unfamiliar sex organs, and David says they're all unfamiliar unless they're yours. I like yours. that line. <laughs> they're yes. all unfamiliar. I just, I, again, I always say this, but I like scenes with David and Claire together talking. Yes. I think it's yeah. great. At least he'll tell her stuff. That's good. Yeah. Thank and vice God, versa. Thank God he, she, he opened up to her or else he'd just be like pacing around in his apartment, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. thank goodness that door was already open when his craziness really started kicking in. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Keith tells Dwayne he has to leave, but then he finds out that Celeste actually <laughs> fired him. Oh, that's <laughs> classic. She's horrible. I love her. Girl, you cold. <laughs> um, Joe comes home. <sighs> After putting Vaseline on his face, he finds, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I saw, when I saw that, I was like, yay. It's like another fight. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, he finds Nate and Brenda going at it. It's a bit of a tense situation. Nate says he deserves whatever he has to say. Nate's willing to have a conversation. No, he doesn't want to be beaten up again. Um, but yeah, his daughter's <laughs> in the other room. And Joe just says, plainly, get out. And we see Nate moving faster than we've seen him before, even in his running scenes uh, with Maya. <laughs> Uh, he's so stupid they're both so I boy just idiots it's like that's fine you guys want to be together but seriously like then break up with yeah then break up with joe and be done Mm. with it because it it really did i mean you have your kid there yeah how stupid are you i mean if it was just him there it wouldn't have been so bad but the fact that he had his daughter there was like irritating Yeah, they really need to, you know, she needs to break up with Joe. They just need to get back together because obviously they can't keep away from each other. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So stop hurting other people. And and, uh, I don't know what you guys thought about this, but uh, I mean, there was the Vanessa fight being pretty much the winning scene of the episode. However... Joe's complete verbal takedown on Brenda is almost better. It's totally better. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty epic, I thought. Yeah. yeah. Um, some things I wrote down here. She's not addicted to sex. She's addicted to betrayal. Yep. And uh, what do you call a person without character, integrity, loyalty, respect? A fucking waste of my time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Blah, blah, fucking psycho bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and Brenda calls out after him. You think you know me, but you don't. uh, He thought he knew you, but... Yeah. George comes home to find dinner burning in the oven and a mysterious note. Uh, Wrapping up things here, Celeste says she can't trust a man that cheats. He would distract her, and it's not cool to F the boss, dog. 
Um, <laughs> she's so horrible. And with a hot kiss, she leaves him standing there looking stupid. <laughs> and then in the final scene, we have George, Claire, and David sitting quietly watching The Simpsons with a whole bunch of KFC to containers all around. <laughs> um, Nate comes in with Maya, and uh, David gets a woman notes and says, uh, it's from Ruth saying, she's going away. Don't contact the authorities. I'll be in touch when I'm ready. D- dinner is in the oven. The last time somebody went away, they ended up dead. Mm. Hopefully that doesn't happen to Ruth. No, I think Ruth is in Topanga Canyon with Sarah. Yes. I, yeah, I hope. Right I hope. And Bettina. Because then we get yeah. to have more time with them. Yay. Yay. I don't, yeah, I don't see Ruth just taking off on her own road trip style. No, it's definitely not. Me either. So is that why the episode's next week is called Grinding the Corn? Because <sighs> those three kind of grind a little bit? What? What? <laughs> Are you being dirty? You're talking about tripping. I'm just saying that a Francis Conroy, Patricia Clarkson, Kathy Bates scene grinding corn might be kind of fun to watch. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. And with that, any last thoughts? That's a euphemism or what the hell you're talking about? I know, right? Did you know I wrote descriptions for Six Feet Under DVDs? <laughs> you must have. You from some king. Because uh, that hot tub scene in About Schmidt with Kathy Bates, that's something to experience. Maybe I should put that in the group. Oh, I've seen that. <laughs> it's not pretty. <laughs> but it's admirable. All right. Well, um, I, I, I neglected last week to tell you does that this is the end of the summary of the episode and we're going to be moving on to a break so here here's your warning thank you okay anybody else have anything to say before <laughs> no <Nada. move>? go <laughs> ahead <laughs> okay i'm a jerk and uh this next uh <laughs> promo is from uh, saturday b movie reel so ghost infected frank he passed it on to the other guys and i got it from his corpse right hello echo how are you feeling did I fall asleep? For a little while. Previously on Heroes. You had to go and be the detective, didn't you, Matt? I'm not an aggressive person, but... Ugh, man, there's just way too much on all these channels. But only in-game. Everybody lives, Rose. Just this one. In your dreams, not loaf. Bite my shiny metal hat. Sometimes I get, I get visions. Walter, what are you doing? I wish there was some way to find out what's really worth watching. There is. What? Who? What was that? Tuning into Sci-Fi TV is the viewer's guide to genre television. Where is that coming from? With its spoiler-free quick reviews and water cooler and the spoiler-filled in-depth back porch discussions, Tuning into Sci-Fi TV is the only resource fans need to know what's on, what's good, and what's coming soon in science fiction and fantasy television. How did you get into my house? Join Kevin, Wendy, and Brent each week for the latest in genre television. I'm calling the police. Uh, you can find Tuning into Sci-Fi TV at TuningIntoSciFiTV.com. No, seriously. How did you get into my house? And thank you, Kevin, for that. And uh, Kevin, a fellow Faith fan, we're all a part of a big club. <laughs> Faith rocks. I wonder if I can get yep. him to join my Maya club. Anyway, um, so what? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that. He wanted to join your what? My Maya, Maya club. club. Oh God, Team Maya. 
if he does, then, you know, I'm going to lose some respect points for him. <laughs> Just telling you, Kevin. I don't even think he's listening. <laughs> well, lucky for him. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm still plugging your show if if you are listening. Uh, so, yeah, Fisher of the Week, in which we award the Fisher family member who wins this week. Good luck, everybody. Tammy first. All right. So um, I can't pick Nate because he's lame. Uh, and David is still too frazzled for me and Claire needs to come first (laughs) you mean in the uh, in the relationship like I'm sorry somebody should think of her her feelings okay Um, I'm picking Ruth because she finally got so pissed off at George and just left and (laughs) I'm hoping uh, that she's off with Bettina and Sarah having fun somewhere, and um, by having yeah, so fun, I, never mind. Shut up, <laughs> Robin. Think you oh, need to man. go do something, take care of yourself. Robin, Back with you your sister. Come nice, on, Robin. A nice lesbian family. Oh, I totally forgot that she was his sister. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sorry. But uh, yeah. So anyway, it's gonna be Ruth. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go with Moira. Alrighty, I could pretty much just just uh, rewind and pre- hit play, <laughs> and, <laughs> and everything Tammy just said is kind of what I'm thinking for all the same reasons. Um, although I keep saying if I could pick Keith, I probably yeah. would. Oh, if I could pick Vanessa, you should be able to pick Keith because. Yeah. Because I I would, because even watching him with um, Celeste was kind of hot. So, yeah, I could have picked him. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Ruth for the same reason, because she finally stood up to George and told him off. And not just, instead of being her usual bundle of, um, you know, frustration and unwilling to do anything about it, at least she finally did something. Mm -hmm. So I hope she just tells him to take a hike. Um, Well, she has gone on a walkabout, so she's taking a hike. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Des I'm going to agree with everything that Tammy and Moira said I also pick Ruth mostly because she left and didn't take George's shit for once and I hope she comes back and she leaves him or he dies <laughs> I did not pick Ruth uh, what I was would like to say at the end of uh, I think a, at least one episode um, we saw Ruth pretty much telling George off and saying she's not going to take any more crap and in the next episode she's acting all meek. Um, so except she left, she yes. left, yeah, she left. That's different. <laughs> well, much how I want to stick up for Rico in this case, uh, I'd like to stick up for George and say. Dude, don't worry. She'll come crawling back. Don't you just oh, you just dude, you just I'm keep sorry, on being I you. I hope you're so wrong, Robin. You are such a jerk this episode. <laughs> <laughs> really is. So um so yeah, I can't can't give it to Nate for um bringing a baby into that situation. A, a really cute, adorable baby. Oh, no God. words for you, Des. Claire for orgasm watching. You just watch. And um, <laughs> I can't pick David because he's just crazy this episode. And uh, I figured I would have heard more groans um, from Des about his behavior because this is exactly what you weren't looking forward to. <laughs> well, it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Okay. Well, 
that leaves Claire, and I'm giving it to her not because she watched the girl masturbate, but I'm <laughs> giving it to her for giving it the old college try. <laughs> Which I thought was funnier when she, I wrote it down. Even though she clearly didn't want to. But she tried. Good for her. She forced herself to eat the vegetables and didn't like them. By vegetables, so, you yeah, mean... For her. You mean vegetables? Yes. Oh, she didn't do that, though. She didn't like go down. vegetables, Claire. <laughs> but you shouldn't have to. If you don't like it, don't eat it. Don't eat it. You know? I mean, just eat the fruit instead. <laughs> this, by vegetables, you mean vagina, and fruit, you mean boobs? or Penis. Pe- penis is a fruit now? Yeah, it's Have you banana. seen bananas? It's a banana. Oh. Yes. <laughs> it's got appeal. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's, a good, it's a good, you know, analogy. Like, yeah. Explain yeah. everything to Robin. I tell you. Say what? <laughs> well, George knows how to trim the tree, if you know what I'm saying. No, uh, I don't know. No. Okay. I don't want to know what you're saying. <laughs> no. All right. Well, uh, with that, we'll, we'll let's hear from uh, our friends here, from uh, our listeners, and this is the listener eulogy section. Is there anything there? No. no. Moving okay. on to last well, rites. Okay, and I know because I forgot eulogy. to post when we were recording. I know, I know, I know. It's all your fault. No, it's not. It is. No, it's not. Uh, Steph posted on your Facebook group. She did. It was one, oh, one yes, little she thing. Did. I, I, yes, I have it uh, here. She, uh... <laughs> Steph cracks me up. She said, um... yay. Oh, no, she said, yep, everyone is coming and going. Keep it in your pants, fishers. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I commented back and said, why? Sex is natural. Sex is good. Not everybody does it, but everybody should. <laughs> yes, oh, it. that could be a song. <laughs> yes. Does everybody want and to read their Tammy, comments? And then Tammy commented back and said, and at least one of those fishers is definitely better on the going part, and he's practicing the coming category. Hi, yo. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you guys are killing it. <laughs> we're, we're funnier online where you know <laughs> makes up for all my bad jokes previously so listen um, we i think we three women just have complete and utter empathy for poor claire yeah. cannot imagine how you go through life like that no, no i not cannot at all. imagine <laughs> I, I, I mean she didn't Whoa. even know she she had how, before how, though that's what i don't understand no, i don't I mean, I guess that's like an epidemic, but uh, I've heard a lot of people that what? they don't know, and I don't understand how you don't know. If you don't know, then it's clearly not. Yeah, <laughs> but they need that's someone to tell them that. That's the thing, uh, right? That's really or they suspect bad. they haven't, but they don't want to admit it because it's an embarrassing thing to admit to your friends. Like you know, yeah. kind of. Yeah, At least she's talking about it. Good for her. Well, ladies that are listening, if you don't know, then you haven't. And I'm so yes. sorry. Read a book that Moira has. <laughs> yeah. I swear I'm going to put the link in the <laughs> I'm sure There's they've tuned out by so now. Fun. So have all the babies that wear mullets. <laughs> well, hopefully, because I don't want any babies wearing mullets to be listening. <laughs> wow. Okay, so <laughs> moving on. Uh, yeah. They gross me out. <laughs> we have our last rites here and uh, our ratings and our final thoughts. So, Tammy... Wait, you know what? There was one more um, comment um, that uh, Claire gave us before we started. Oh, yeah? I don't remember what it was. I don't remember what it was either. 
<laughs> but she she just typed in the chat, beware for George Sibley sees all <laughs> with a devil face. How is she in here? I don't <laughs> because she was part of the call earlier. I don't see her face anymore though. I don't know. Oh my goodness. All right. She's sneaky. So She's sneaky. last rights. Um uh Tammy. <laughs> okay. Um First of all, thank you, Gabby, for switching episodes with me. I don't know what I'm in for for the or what I was in for for the next episode, but I love this episode. This episode was so much fun. Uh, it's been like season three was very depressing for me. <laughs> and uh, season four has been getting better. But this episode was hilarious. Uh, I just loved it. I love the girl fight. I love Joe going off on um, on Brenda there was just so much that I loved about this episode. So I'm going to give it nine out of 10 tubs of Vaseline. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Des, you want to go? Sure. Um, yeah, I, I kind of liked this episode. There were, there was definitely some fun stuff going on. Um, there was girl on girl sex. There was boy on boy sex. There was girl on boy sex. It was awesome. What a lot to love. <laughs> Plus Ruth leaving, you know, putting her foot down and leaving. I liked that a lot. Um, and uh, um, David's finally going to get some help, hopefully. That'll be nice. I did like the scene between David and Claire a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're great together. Um, uh, and also the best fight ever and <laughs> the best verbal fight ever. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun. So I'm going to give this one... I'm going to give it 8 out of 10 Puerto Rican smackdowns. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Moira. Okay. I I like this episode, too. It had uh, some good stuff in it, like Vanessa um, confronting Sophia and Vanessa telling Rico off the way he deserved. I think that was really cool to watch. Um, Claire yelling at George. not Claire, sorry. <laughs> I mean, Ruth yelling at George. Claire figuring out, you know, her sexuality issues was good, too. I'm glad she's at least clear on that. Um, David was sort of sad to watch, but I'm glad Keith is coming home to him. And watching Keith with Celeste was fun for me. I like that. So <laughs> yes. I mean, it was all kinds of stuff. But I feel like all these relationships are kind of blowing up and uh, everything's just being exploded. So it'll start again, <laughs> but in a good way. So, uh, yeah, I liked it, too. And I'm going to give it, overall, an 8 out of 10 baseball bat-toting chicas. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, that that comes to me. Um, Honestly, um, it really depresses me when our, like, lead actors are just making really stupid decisions. And I kind of had to call um, Nate and... And David, David's character has been a little bit inconsistent with the, I'm good, I'm good, I'm not, I'm really not, I'm really psycho right now. Okay, I'm back with Claire and now I'm kind of calm and blah, 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 blah. You know, um, I'm not saying I'm sick of it or that it's, uh, but it doesn't, doesn't ring totally true for me. Um, Nate's behavior, Brenda's behavior, I just, (laughs) I'm, I'm kind of mad at both of them. Um... And Ruth, I don't know. Like, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm on her side for the most part. But the, the whole like, you don't know this weird type of tree versus this weird type of tree. I'm so mad at you. And blah blah blah. Um, I that just made me kind of like, how, how the fuck is he supposed to know? It's a, I don't know, California poplar or whatever. Like, 
<laughs> of course he doesn't know that, you know. Maybe he knows about rocks. But <laughs> then he shouldn't be messing with the damn tree. Yeah, he should exactly. he should have he should have said something. But that that comment I was like, what do you mean he doesn't know? <laughs> um uh but yeah, yeah, I'm just kind of the Keith and Celeste uh while it was kind of kind of hot. <laughs> it was really like a <laughs> I don't know, a really bad decision on his part. Um so and then I don't know, I figure I'm I'm hoping that the the Claire and Edie stuff starts uh drawing to a close now that she's got some sort of I mean just cuz it's like yeah I'm I'm concerned about Claire's orgasm too but not really. <laughs> <laughs> so cuz you're not a woman who's, you know, had one, so that's why. <laughs> so um I I was going to give it like a 6 out of 10, but it got elevated 2 points because one for the awesome girl fight and then the other one for Joe completely taking Brenda down, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps he does know exactly what she's about. You know, well, I guess we'll see as we go along this long journey called a trip through Brenda's psychosis. Um, so I'm giving it, yeah, eight out of ten goditas. <laughs> <laughs> so let's bury this Brenda betrayal. Uh, <laughs> On, nice. on iTunes, we'd love you to hear, see your reviews. If you reviewed, and I, I didn't check this week, so, but uh, please um, leave us a review, leave us a rating. It's, it'd be really great. Thank you. <laughs> Seventy-six stars. Yes, that's what we need to keep us going. <laughs> keep me going. Uh, uh, you can visit us at fishercast.blogspot.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 541-2-EN-BALM and visit us on Facebook. Or you can email us at fishercast1 at gmail.com and please put the episode title in the subject heading so we don't get spoiled. And this week I will make an effort to tell you on Facebook when we are recording. (laughs) (laughs) So sorry. I mean, not only you let me down, you let the listeners down, you let yourself down. (laughs) I'm just saying that. I pretty much have to go beat myself now, okay? Are you happy, Robin? <laughs> and Tammy, we talked about your new podcast, but we failed to mention uh, the uh, other podcast you have. Yeah. So, yeah, the podcast we already mentioned, I'll watch that movie.com. And then um, I am also a part of a belly dance podcast called Yip Podcast, and that's at yippodcast.com. Awesome. So yay. I'm, I'm very disappointed that it's I'll watch that movie.com and not that really. <laughs> <laughs> that was telling us I can't remember what it was but it was like so long it's it's in the description on the site it's a, uh, I'll watch that movie with Tammy and Dan mainly movies from the 80s some from the 90s and then we'll go from there <laughs> yes um. he's like I just want to make sure people know what they're getting in, into it's like well they definitely know now so. you should actually register that address and make it a link to the site Yes, because it was the most hilarious thing ever. I guarantee nobody has that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you very much for coming on. And now thank you for going. Um, (laughs) The episode title links into everything. Um, So thanks. Um, (laughs) Des, where can we find you on the web? Um. You can find me right here on FisherCast. Yeah! <laughs> Yay! We got you all to yourself. To I ourselves. I don't like plugging anything else right now, so there you go. Oh, okay. If you don't know where to find me, then you haven't been listening faithfully. 
That's true. They must know by now. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, you can find Moira being the fun conductor of the Travel, tra- travel Town train and handing out sparkles to all who ride. And uh, <laughs> you can uh, you can also find her on the Twitter at Moira Brown with an E at the end. It's not at Moira Brown with an E at the end. It's just there's, you know, it's, you know Brown. <laughs> Okay. And uh yeah, you can find me on Redemption Cast and Angel Intro Cast and sometimes I sing on Potential Cast. Um so that's it for uh Fisher Cast this week. Next week your homework is season four, episode nine, Grindin' the Corn. Oh baby. As for coming and going, we therefore <laughs> <laughs> Commit this episode to the ground. Ashes to ashes and dust to dust. dust to dust. dust, to dust. Bye-bye. Da. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, Robin, if there's not sex and grinding the corn, I'm going to be so disappointed. Yes. <laughs>
rap. They taking out these crunchies and they pulling off their press on the one on the right is the girlfriend and the one on the left is the other woman. Someone please call security. These girls too pretty to get down to the nitty titty. I mean the nitty gritty. I mean her titties pretty. I'm tripping, being silly, really mad. Don't let them hold fight. Come outside. Oh. Don't act like you don't see me. Oh. 